In the name of the one God, who is lover, beloved, and love overflowing. Two or three times a year, often at the changing of the seasons, I look around me and begin to feel a little suffocated. The need to clean and to clean out my space begins in my gut and my throat. I take almost everything out of my cell, furniture, clothes, books, even the pictures on the walls. I clean and then I add things back in, though fewer things than had once filled the space. Now, I do realize that I'm acting out an internal process here, but that's at least in part what liturgy is, too. As I repopulate my cell or my office, I try to pay careful attention to the hair-fine intuition that tells me when I have just enough and no more. I sometimes imagine that I'll reach the point where I don't even need pictures on the walls anymore, where I could just bask in the spaciousness of the white walls. I'm not there yet, and I'm mostly okay with that. This impulse to strip down to just enough is hardwired in me. It's part of the weird makeup of the strange person that I am. But it's also an impulse that is essential to the spiritual life. John Cashin tells us that the entirety of the spiritual quest lies in singleness of heart. And for us Benedictines, that's what conversion looks like to purify ourselves, or really to allow God to purify us until God can see his reflection in our eyes. Now, that doesn't mean we have to get rid of all the dirty or the messy bits. Really, it means that we need to drop the weights of our illusions and our obsessions so that we can breathe more freely so that we can stop and really see Jesus standing before us. We see some of this experience reflected in the gospel accounts of the last few weeks. The disciples are all huddled together in fear or grief or agitation, and then Jesus appears to them. Now, despite his walking through walls, he doesn't really do anything extraordinary. He doesn't show off his superpowers as if to say, you know, I've actually been God all along. No, after telling them not to be afraid, he simply shows them his hands and his feet. He says, it is I myself. And then, as if to emphasize his humanity and his enduring relationship with his friends and disciples, he does what he has always done with them. He eats. It's all so simple. Just Jesus holding out his still human hands, revealing himself yet again, 
and inviting his friends to a meal. When I was working in the hospital, I got a call one Saturday that a woman in one of my units wanted to see the chaplain. As soon as I had introduced myself to her, she said, I want to convert to Christianity. Well, I was a little taken aback by the abruptness of her statement, so to buy myself time, I asked for a little context. She told me that she had been raised Jewish and that she had identified, at least culturally, as Jewish for most of her life. But about a decade before, Jesus began appearing to her in the streets and in her home. It turns out that he still has little respect for walls. Eventually, this woman found her way to the Episcopal Church, and she was going to Sunday Eucharist and to the Adult Education Forum afterwards. She repeated her question to me, How do I convert to Christianity? I paused for a moment, and then I told her that she had already converted. Jesus had come to her and called her. That was the conversion. I did encourage her to talk to to her priest about baptism, but the conversion part was already done. Like this woman and like the disciples huddled in their room, Whatever our past experiences, it is the appearance of Jesus in the midst of our ordinary, worrying, harried lives that calls us deeper into the heart of God. We may have been raised in the church, but I guarantee that we are monks or committed Christians today, not because of the way we were raised, though that may have helped, But because one day, or over and over again, Jesus appeared to us, held out his hands, said, touch me, know me, and invited us to sit down and eat. It really is that simple. This Easter, I find myself called or recalled to that simplicity. I find that I am longing for Jesus in a way I haven't since I was a child. My heart keeps whispering his name. The cosmic Christ, divine Sophia, the all-merciful bringer of justice, These are all lovely and beautiful concepts, and they all have their place. But my heart doesn't long for a concept. It longs for a relationship. Deep within me, I want Jesus. And that is why I am a Christian and a monk. It's really that simple. The great Anthony Bloom connects this stripping down to the work of authentic prayer. He writes that there is a degree of despair that is linked with total, perfect hope. This is the point at which, having gone inward, we will be able to pray. And then, Lord have mercy is quite enough.
We do not need to make any of the elaborate discourses we find in manuals of prayer. It is enough simply to shout out of despair, help, and you will be heard. Very often, he continues, we do not find sufficient intensity in our prayer, sufficient conviction, sufficient faith, because our despair is not deep enough. We want God in addition to so many other things we have. We want his help, but simultaneously we are trying to get help wherever we can, and we keep God in store for our last push. If our despair comes from sufficient depth, though, if what we ask for cry for is so essential that it sums up all the needs of our life, then we find words of prayer and we will be able to reach the core of the prayer, the meeting with God. Now, Bloom speaks of despair and that word might fit, but we might just as easily say need or longing or desire. Eventually, we find that even good things clutter up our lives and distract us from our deep need of God. To hold out our hands in supplication, to take Jesus' offered hand in ours, those hands must be empty. They must be free. Another way of putting it is that we have to quiet our lives to such a degree that we can hear the whisper of Jesus' name reverberating in our hearts. The promise of Easter is that he will come to us. He does come to us. Walls cannot keep him out. He can push all the clutter of our lives to the side and step into the middle. And he will hold out his hands to us, look us in the eyes, and say, See, it is I myself, the source and the end of all your longing. Reach out, touch me. It really is that simple.